Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll cover an announcement that United Wholesale Mortgage will merge with special purpose acquisition company Gores Holdings, a deal that will value the new UWM at $16.1 billion. I'll also discuss a report from the Mortgage Bankers Association that indicates mortgage applications gained 6.8% last week and how the FHFA's request for industry input on its strategic plan for 2021 through 2024 could change the future of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by James Kleiman that covers an announcement from UWM that it will be making its public debut via an acquisition, which is expected to close in the fourth quarter of this year. In a statement earlier today, UWM said it will merge with businessman Alec Gore's special acquisition company, Gore's Holdings, in a deal that will value the new WM at $16.1 billion. Kleiman notes that's roughly nine and a half times the company's estimated 2021 adjusted net income of $1.7 billion. According to the Wall Street Journal, the acquisition will enable UWM to retain roughly 94% of the combined company, and as part of the deal, UWM will receive about $425 million in cash held in Gores' trust account, plus $500 million from a private placement. The company will also be listed on the NASDAQ under the ticket symbol UWM Core. UWM CEO Matt Ishbia, who took over the family business from his father in 2003 and transformed it into the largest wholesale lender in the nation, will be head of the combined company. In a statement, Ishbia said becoming a public company will enable UWM to advance its strategy and capitalize on new opportunities to expand its already established leadership in the mortgage industry. Kleiman says UWM's move into the public market follows its rival, Rocket Companies, which is the country's largest mortgage lender by volume. Rocket, which does most of its business through direct-to-consumer channels and not wholesale, debuted on the New York Stock Exchange last month at a disappointing $18 a share, but has since rebounded and is trading at $22 a share. Rocket said it originated $72 billion during the second quarter and turned a $3.5 billion profit. And a few weeks ago, Rocket executives forecasted between $82 billion and $85 billion in loan originations in the third quarter, with gain on sale margins between 4.05% and 4.3%. 
Last week, Ishbia told Housing Wire that his wholesale firm was lending in record volume thanks in part to a suite of low-rate purchase and refinance products. According to Kleiman, the company is on track to underwrite nearly $200 billion in mortgages this year, up from about $108 billion in 2019. UWM's partnership with Gores will likely put Ishbia in the pantheon of the 1%, potentially making him a billionaire overnight. Our next story comes from Alex Roja and covers a report from the NBA that indicates despite mortgage rates rising slightly from a previous all-time low, mortgage applications gained 6.8% last week. According to Roja, the refinance index continued its upward climb, gaining 9% last week and jumping 86% higher than the same week one year ago. Refinances also nearly reached two-thirds share of mortgage activity last week, increasing to 64.3% of total applications from 62.8% the week prior. According to MBA Chief Economist and Vice President of Research and Technology Mike Frattantoni, 2003 was the last time refinance activity was as high as the $1.75 trillion the MBA is forecasting for 2020. Earlier this month, MBA Associate Vice President of Economic and industry forecasting Joel Kahn said the recent rebound in refinance activity was driven mainly by borrowers applying for conventional loans. However, last week Kahn noted that while conventional and government refinances gained steam, FHA refis experienced a particular uptick. This week, on an unadjusted basis, purchase applications rose 13% compared with the previous week and were 25% higher than the same week one year ago, marking the 18th straight week of year over year gains. That being said, the adjustable rate mortgage share of activity fell slightly to 2.2% from 2.3% of total applications. According to Khan, the demand for higher balance loans pushed the average purchase loan size to another record high, signaling that consumers' strong interest in home buying the summer has now carried over to the fall. Our last story comes from Kathleen Howley and covers the Federal Housing Finance Agency's request for industry input on its strategic plan for fiscal years 2021 through 2024. The request, which asks for feedback by October 5th, could spell major changes for the futures of both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. According to Howley, the GSC's watchdog is looking for guidance on its oversight of the so-called government-sponsored enterprises, including how to set them free after 12 years of conservatorship. That goal, which has been a priority of the Trump administration, is mentioned twice in a short notice the FHFA issued yesterday. In the notice, FHFA Director Mark Calabria said, The goals and milestones laid out in the plan ensure that FHFA's supervision is strong, well-executed, and fulfills all statutory requirements, including ending the conservatorships of the enterprises responsibly. Last week, Calabria was grilled on Capitol Hill by lawmakers who questioned his plans to recapitalize and release Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Representative Brad Sherman said during his questioning of Calabria that he thinks that the two GSCs should be government agencies, not private companies that might raise fees to boost profits for shareholders. In fact, several Democrats have said the GSCs should remain as they are during the pandemic and then be released using a public utility model that would keep mortgage rates lower. Notably, Howley says the FHFA's attempt to place an adverse market fee on refinance loans delivered after December 1st is part of the effort to raise capital. According to her, even in the worst public health crisis in more than a century, Calabria has been moving full steam ahead to release the companies from conservatorship. 
that's a wrap for today's episode of the daily download remember to subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow